Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, this is Encounter with God, right here on Faith FM. Time and to study the Bible. Absolutely. You got a quiz a quiz clue there for us? I do. Okay, so we've done two of them so far. So what book am I? This is our third clue. This is the only book in the Bible with exactly eight chapters. I don't know what it means by exactly. Is there a way to, <laughs> to have... Um... Are there any books in the Bible that have eight and a half chapters? Well, it's, it's the only book that has eight chapters. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you could say because it has exactly eight chapters. That's what it's saying. Yeah, exactly no, eight still, chapters. Still, it doesn't make, like, sense, doesn't make because, sense, does it? No. Because if it had seven... Seven chapters with 58 verses, is that seven and a half chapters? Or is that almost eight chapters? Because each, each chapter a, is slightly... Does the last half chapter have 58 verses? No, no, I'm just... <laughs> grammatically, why would it say exactly, exactly eight, eight chapters. chapters? I'm just, just picking, why, why doesn't on, it, why picking it say, on the clue, sorry. Is this the only book that has eight? <laughs> okay, so but anyway. But you can, if you know the answer, I'm um, getting back to the actual quiz itself. So if you know which book has eight chapters in the Bible, you can call one 800 324 Eight four three or text zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. No one will be able to answer you straight away because your producer is actually in here, multitasking <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> but uh, leave us a message. But, but we will call you back during the break. And um, Carla yeah, Fletcher CD album right. coming your way. The latest of those. Yeah, fantastic. All right, so we have. Um, we have our Encounter with God section. We have a Bible study happening this week. Join us. Join 20 million other people who are studying the same passage of the Bible every day. And today, everybody, 20 million people around the world, uh, is studying these passages from Revelation 14, Matthew chapter 24, and Matthew chapter 28. We're going to start in Matthew, in, no, in rule, we'll start in Revelation 14 and verse 6. So we're going to read these three verses and you find can, out You what can do, do they, that off by heart. I know it's have, so have in common. Go ahead and just say. Another angel fly in the midst. No, I saw an angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto those that live on the earth, to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice. Okay, Uh, what does he actually say after that? Well, that's not the Uh, part that we need to talk about. We need to read it from your translation. You've got the you've got the newer one there. That was the LSV. Okay. Well, I was listening to you to make sure you didn't make any mistakes. I made. I have to find it. Yeah, I I noticed a couple of them there. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said it's the LSV, the Lyle (laughs) Southwell version. Okay. Okay. So Revelation fourteen and verse six, and I saw another angel fly through the sky. Carrying the eternal good news to proclaim to the people who belong to this world, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. Okay, so what is what is this angel going to do, according to your verse? Fly through the sky. And? Carry good news to proclaim to the people. To which people? The people who belong to the world. Okay. In how many? How many of them? Okay, everywhere, everywhere. Because it's right. every uh-huh. nation, uh-huh. tribe, okay. language. Okay, hold that people. thought and go to Matthew chapter twenty-four now. Uh huh. So do some page flicking. Matthew chapter twenty-four. What I want you to tell me is what is similar about this passage. What verse? Fourteen. Okay. Twenty-four verse fourteen. If you are following along in your Bible, not if you're driving. Yeah, no, no, please don't. You can pull over if you want to follow. Okay, Matthew 24, verse 14. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached through the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. 
Okay, so the good news of the kingdom is going to be preached to how much of the world? All of it. All of it. Yes. Okay, so we had every nation, kindred, tongue, and people in Revelation 14, and here we have all of the world. So here's what you've got. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus makes a prophecy, right? Yes. And then in Revelation chapter 14, in vision, John sees the fulfillment of that prophecy. Isn't that so? Yes. Okay, so one makes the prophecy, the other sees the fulfillment of the prophecy. And this is all in response to a command that Jesus gave to all Christians. And we find that in Matthew 28. And once again, we're going to find some similarities between this verse and the other verses. Matthew chapter 28. The whole chapter? Uh, No. Let's read verse 19, uh, 20, 21. Okay. And 22. So 19, 19 to the end. I don't think there is verses. <laughs> 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 You're trying to trip me up. Okay. Therefore, no, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay, so what does Jesus command Christians to do here? Busy reading, 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 yeah, reading, right. reading. What did I just read? <laughs> I was multitasking in my brain. Sorry. Um, yeah, well, okay, so I, I should mention that Shell is both producing <laughs> and hosting, co-hosting this morning <laughs> for the first time. Ever. This is the first time. This is the. This is actually the first time ever on uh, Faith FM that we've ever done this. You know. Uh, what do you mean? I, I co-hosted and produced at the same time. Okay. This is a, this is a, this is a, uh, a, a just a, a life changing event for the show. This is yeah. never been done before. Thanks for adding more pressure. <laughs> if no I worries. fail miserably, it'll never happen again. <laughs> okay. Uh, so far, okay, I think it's going so fantastic. So the question, repeat the question was, what are the, what is he asking the people to do? Is that right? Yes. Commanding, okay, so commanding. commanding them mm, to do commanding. is to go and baptize people in his name and to teach. Create new disciples. Yeah. What's a disciple? A follower of a follower. Christ. Create new followers of Jesus. Okay, so the question is, why? Why do that? Yeah, because he's perfectly capable of... Doing it himself. Doing it himself. In fact, it? he's far more capable than you and I, right? That's for sure. I think about the resources that God has. He could send the angels... The angels would do a and much better has, job than, 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 than you want But very rarely, mm-hmm. extremely rarely, but he does do it. Okay, so let me ask this question. Which, which would be more eloquent in sharing the gospel, an angel or a human? An angel. An angel says, yeah, it says, this is a perfect creature, never sinned. Uh, so why doesn't he use the angels? Or why doesn't, you know, Jesus obviously did it himself for three and a half lot years, but why doesn't Jesus just actually just stay? Like, yeah, I'm going to stay and continue sharing the gospel. Yeah, and there'd be a whole lot less hypocrisy if it was coming from an angel rather than a human mm, being and indeed. all of that sort of thing. But um, it wouldn't be helping the humans in any way, would it? Because I think that a lot of this... You know, witnessing and sharing and all of that is... Wait, 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 Okay. I'm going to challenge you. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it would be helping the humans and that humans would be giving their lives to God and being saved. Which ones are you talking about? The lost ones. It would help the lost ones. 
It would help the lost ones if 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 uh, Jesus or one of the angels started preaching. Yes. Yeah. So it just helps the humans. Yeah, but I was talking about the ones that uh-huh. are actually doing the sharing. It also terrifying. helps. Terrifying. Yeah. So it helps them in in their walk, you know, because by sharing and talking right, what about, about what, about what you've what learned about, about and that then, sort of thing. Okay, some Christians believe in predestination. If you believe in predestination, why would you be involved in sharing the gospel? The doctrine of predestination, if you're not familiar with it, it simply teaches that each person on earth is predestined by God either to be saved or lost. It's a really terrible doctrine because what it teaches is that, you know, about the character of God is that God creates some people um, so that he can spend eternity with them in heaven and he creates other people so that he can uh, burn them for eternity and we have no choice in the matter. That's, that's the doctrine of predestination. That's, that's a pretty horrific doctrine. Yeah, very. Um, okay, so if you believed in the doctrine of predestination, why would you become a missionary? Why would you go and share the gospel? Because what difference is what you are? What, what difference will it make what you do? I can't understand that mindset, but I guess it's because they feel predestined to do so. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> that's 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 tricky. I hadn't thought of that before. Yeah, maybe. And uh, if you're somebody who believes in predestination, maybe you would like to give us a call. And I can see that um, the amazing Rochelle has just stepped into the office to help out with um, answering phone calls. So our number is one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Or you can text us on 0491 or shoot us a message on Facebook. Help us to understand uh, this doctrine of predestination. To me, it seems to be a really terrible thing that takes away our power of choice and makes God out to be one of the worst kinds of tyrants that you can even begin to imagine. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. Okay, but there's a great story in the book in the, in the book of Acts that uh, really illustrates for us why it is that we are called to witness, and the work is not given to the angels of sharing the gospel, but it has been given to you and I. Okay, so let's go to Acts chapter ten, and we're going to read this story over here in Acts chapter one of my favourite stories in the book of Acts. This is a very cool story. Acts chapter. 10. And Shell, can you read for us the first three verses, please? Okay. I nearly called you Mon. That would have been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I would have been the, in the doghouse. The fake Mon for the day, yeah. <laughs> for those of you who are, might be wondering, where is Mon? Mon is uh, sick with um, a sore throat and no voice and runny nose and headache. And uh, just, um, yeah, feeling. If you want to know where Mon is right now, just check out our Facebook page. We have posted a photo. <laughs> of where Mon is right now. And uh, I think she would appreciate your prayers and well wishes. But uh, my amazing wife, who is producing this morning, is also co-hosting with me. And so, Shell, welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, first three verses. You there. owe me, Mon. I know you're lying there in bed listening. <laughs> yes. What can, we, what, can we, what can we squeeze out of Mon for this one? Okay. Maybe baked goods. It seems to be her specialty. Okay, what do you got there? First three verses of Acts chapter 10. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, 
He had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Okay, so Cornelius is somebody who's praying, and as we find out further through the story, he is he is a believer in God. Now, this is unusual for a, an Italian, a Roman, and a Roman soldier to be a believer in God. But he had obviously been living in there in Israel for some time, and he had come to see that the God of Israel was the true God. But he wants to know more. He obviously has this impression that there are things that he is missing out on, the st- information that he doesn't know. And then, of course, in his in his walk with God, and his journey with God, this new sect springs up. Christianity suddenly arrives, and of course that's confusing because Christianity is teaching amazing things. It's teaching good things. It's teaching about the same God, and it's teaching about Jesus Christ. Excuse me. And uh, and so he's like he he becomes confused by this, and so he's praying for knowledge, for truth, for light, for understanding. He wants to know what's going on, and so as he's praying, God does something for Cornelius that he has probably never done for you or for me. Uh, he certainly hasn't done it for me. I've never had this experience before. Mm. God in heaven hears Cornelius's prayer. Well, I've had that experience. He decides to answer Cornelius's prayer. I've had that experience. He commissions an angel to fly from heaven to earth. I've probably had that experience. I'm, in fact, I'm very confident I've had that experience, just never seen it. What is different is that while Cornelius is praying there in his house, the angel appears. Now, to my knowledge, I've not seen an angel. I've, I've experienced many supernatural things, but I've never, to my knowledge, seen an angel. If you've seen an angel, we would love to hear that story. Give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491-064-669. Shoot us a message on Facebook, and we will share it here on Faith FM. We would love to hear your angel story. It's always good to hear angel stories, great testimonies that they are. Yeah, I've heard several good ones from from people who I know. My my dad has an angel story. Dad, if you're listening in, call. Yeah, um, absolutely. Call with yours. All the way uh, from Wisconsin. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, what what a fantastic experience that would be. Indeed. Okay, so Cornelius has an angel experience. The angel turns up, and if you place yourself in Cornelius's shoes for the moment, you think about this for a moment. Uh, if I was there at that time. And I was praying for light, for truth, for knowledge, for understanding. I wanted to know what was the you know the right direction to go. Is it Judaism? Is it Christianity? Is it somewhere in between? And an angel turned up. I would be so happy. I would be so excited. I'd be like, yes, <laughs> God has sent an angel to share with me the message I need to hear. It would be a little bit. As as much as you're praying for it and wanting it, it still would be a little bit of a shock. Oh because yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a very rare event. And, <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. It would catch your attention. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Okay, keep reading the next three verses, and it catches Cornelius' attention. He is. <laughs> it sure does. It, it says really here that Cornelius stared at him in terror. Uh-huh. What is it, sir? He asked the angel, and the angel replied, "Your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering." Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, a tanner, who lives near the seashore. Isn't that interesting? Just a side point here. The Bible says that Cornelius' gifts to the poor have been received by God. Isn't that great? 
you know yes. that we can actually give God a gift, and when we are helping out the poor and helping those who are uh, in need, uh, genuine need, then that's something that is received by God. We're actually giving it to God. We're giving God a gift. It's a fantastic thought right there. I love the way that that, um, yeah, that translation puts it. Okay, but what does the angel tell him to do? Um, okay, well, the next verse says, as soon as the angel was gone. No, no, no. Oh, did I? Before that, before that. Verse before that. Oh. What is he told to do? He's told, told to go and find somebody. Oh, he's told to go and see um, Simon Peter, who's staying with the other Simon. Okay, Simon the Tanner. Why would he tell Cornelius to go and see Simon Peter? He's gone to all the effort to fly from heaven to earth. He's standing right there in Cornelius' living room. He definitely has Cornelius' attention. Why not just, why not just uh, share the gospel? You're already there. Why send him to Peter? Mm, I'm getting a blank stare right now. Well, this is the uh, sort of, I guess, what we were talking about before. Yes. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Okay, so there's two reasons. There's two reasons here. All right, there's another reason. Though. Let's let, and, and first of all, we need to learn some things about Peter. Who was Peter? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when Peter's name comes up? He was a bad guy. In Cornelius's mind, this is somebody who you should be very afraid of and hide from. Okay, because it was Peter who denied Jesus to his face at his trial. I mean, can you be? Can you get more more of a, a worse backstabbing kind of friend than that? Uh, it was Peter who Jesus referred to as Satan. It was Peter who Jesus said, "Hey, when you are converted, feed my sheep." So it was Peter who, that whole three and a half years that he was with Jesus, wasn't even a converted person. Uh, it was Peter, you know, we could go on and on. It was Peter even after his conversion who fell into sin during the time of Paul, and the Bible says he dissembled. I like that word. <laughs> Any idea what that means? <laughs> no. He dissembled. Maybe we should bring that back into the English language. That's the, that's the KJV version. Ah, so-and-so was dissembling this morning. Rochelle was dissembling. No, Rochelle doesn't, never dissembles. I won't pick on her this morning. She's um, helping us out with producing right now. Um, okay, so the word dissembled means to act deceitfully. <laughs> yeah, you better not be name-calling anybody <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. What are you talking about? <laughs> ah, she's my cousin. I can get away with it. <laughs> Okay, no, Rochelle never does that. But it means to act deceitfully. And so during um, Paul's time, um, you know, the establishment, he acted deceitfully in relationship to the relationship between the Gentiles and the Christians. So we could list off a whole bunch of bad things about Peter, couldn't we? Why send him to Peter? Surely there is somebody better that you could send Cornelius to than Peter. Why send him to Peter? What could Peter share that the angel could not share? Any thoughts on that? Well, Peter's had a totally different kind of an experience, I guess, you know, because he's actually mm-hmm. had a conversion experience Absolutely. and an angel uh, can't 100% relate to that, I guess. Exactly. Can an angel give a first-hand testimony, an experiential testimony of the transformative power of God's grace from experience. Can an angel give that testimony from experience? No. No, because an angel can you know, obviously has God's grace, uh, but has never been transformed 
by God's grace. Hmm. We're gonna. I'm gonna leave you with that thought. We're gonna take a break. What have we got coming up? This is um, Carter and Carter, an Australian couple singing "Somebody Bigger Than You and I." Hmm. And that somebody bigger than you and I, of course, is God, who loves to share His message of grace with us every day. Who made the mountain? Who made the tree? Who made the river flow to the sea? And who hung the moon in the starry sky? Somebody bigger than you and I. Who makes the flowers bloom in the spring? Who writes the song for the robin to sing? And who sends the rain when the earth is dry? Somebody bigger than you and I. He lights the way when the road is long He keeps you company And with His love to guide you He walks beside you Just like He walks with me When I am weary, filled with despair Who gives me courage to go on from there And who gives me faith that will never die Somebody bigger than you and I Somebody bigger than you and I And who gives me faith that will never die Somebody bigger than you To Carter and Carter, somebody bigger than you and I. Who who is Carter and Carter? They are an Australian couple. Mm-hmm. We have their first names, or just Carter and Carter. That's their group name. I do not group know name. them, there so 
I don't know. Good to have some locals on here and beautiful, beautiful music that they were presenting to us. Praise God for uh, somebody bigger than you and you and I. That's right. Okay, so we were talking about Cornelius. We were talking about the angel. We were talking about Peter, and before we get to that, we're going to talk about the quiz, and we have another clue for the quiz. Don't forget to give us a call for a free Carly Fletcher CD, Carly Fletcher album, the latest one, the newest one. And uh, what's our question for today? Our our clue is, Mm -hmm. this is another quote from the book, Mm -hmm. Um, I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. It's very poetic. Very poetic. Okay. That's a clue in and of itself. Yeah. There are only a certain number of books that are poetry. Who is the Rose of Sharon, the Lily of the Valley? Who was she? Or he? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a she, but it could be a he. There is a she and a he in this book. I'm going to have to shut up before I give the answer away. Yeah, that's All right. right. Um, let's I not do that again. Building a little bit of a reputation in one here. Week. Well, well, you did it last week. Twice in seven days. Okay, no, it won't be twice in seven days. I'm not going to do it again this year. That's my resolution for the rest of the year. But I do like this book a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This book is all about... um, This is a neglected book. It is. It is a neglected book. I don't know that I should say any more about that at the moment either, but um, Mm. we'll give give you Mm. ten more minutes and then we might give it away a little bit more. But call in if you know the answer. Yep. It's a fantastic CD to grab. Or messages. Actually, even better if you text us a message, 0491 because we don't always have somebody at the phones right now because we are juggling everything between <laughs> ourselves. Okay, where are we up to? We were talking about Peter and Cornelius and the angel. And we were talking about how that Peter can share the experience of being transformed by the grace of God. Right. Okay. Whereas the angel can't share that experience, can, can the angel? No. And the other thing that we were noticing here is that it is restorative to Peter to be able to share the gospel message himself, Peter himself. So this was a blessing not just to Cornelius and to Cornelius's family. This was a blessing to Peter. And so one of the reasons that God takes us to, calls us to take the gospel to the world is not just the salvation of other people in the world. God could accomplish that through other ways. It is for our salvation. There is no greater joy than the joy of leading somebody to Jesus Christ. And if you have had that experience, why don't you call through and share it with us? Uh, I know I've had that experience many times before, and it is always the most exciting experience that there is. And you can tell... When a, a church has this sort of a f- philosophy, it's a far more vibrant and growing church, and the members are more on fire and excited. Oh, absolutely! When when they have an outreach, mission based uh, congregation, you know that's that's um, out there sharing and trying. the The church itself has a different vibe than a than a church that doesn't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it, it, you can you can tell that it is something that is very vital to your personal experience and and um, just really can be transforming to you as as a Christian when you are just not keeping it to yourself because what good is that you know? absolutely absolutely you know what happens if you eat and don't exercise <laughs> yeah you get unhealthy don't you and you get Obese. It is not good to be spiritually obese. 
If we eat the word of God in and don't exercise by sharing it with others, we become spiritually obese. And if you become obese, you die of a heart attack. And if you become spiritually obese, you will also die of a heart attack, a spiritual heart attack where your heart will simply grow cold towards God. Yes. Simple as that. Okay, so we're going to change tack now, and we're going to go to Galatians chapter 3, and I'm going to get you to read for me verse 22. The Bible says that the good news of the gospel is to go to the whole world, the entire planet, every single person on the planet. Why is that necessary? Galatians 3 and verse 22. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin. So we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. Mm. From that verse, why do you think it is that the gospel needs to go to the whole world, every person in the world? Because we are all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All are therefore in need of the gospel. Isn't that so? Yes. Okay, so everybody is in need of the gospel. Does that mean that everybody will hear the gospel? Has everybody in the history of the planet heard the gospel? No. No. So does that mean then that salvation is geographical chance? What do you think about that for a moment? Just turn that over in your mind. Is salvation geographical chance? Okay, so what I'm saying by that is this. Is it that you are fortunate enough to be born in a Christian country where you can hear about the gospel, which means that you get to be saved or not. So it's like, yeah, I'm praise God, I got, be, got to be born in Australia where I can hear about the gospel, therefore I get to be, be saved. Ah, praise God that I wasn't born in uh, Iran where it's very hard to hear about the gospel, and therefore because of where I was born, I'm automatically lost. Geographically, we're all challenged in different areas, I'd say. So some people might be able to hear about it on a daily basis, but they also are bombarded with other things that a country that doesn't get to hear about Jesus on a daily basis isn't bombarded with. This is very, very true. You go to Iran, you will not be bombarded by Facebook. You know why? You try and log into Facebook in Iran. <laughs> is blocked. It's illegal in that country. You can't go anywhere near it. And uh, you know what? After being around for a week and being on a band from Facebook for a week, wasn't such a bad thing. Yes, it was probably it was probably a good thing. Um, Mon would totally be agreeing with you. <laughs> yes, where is Mon this morning? <laughs> ah, sick with a sore throat and no voice and a runny nose and a massive headache. So yes, send Mon your. Best wishes to our Facebook page, and I'm sure she will appreciate them. But uh, um, that's a really interesting point. I had never actually thought of that, that each country has its advantages and its disadvantages. My father lived in Zambia for five years, and they have witchcraft in Zambia. It's a very real thing. It's a ver- something that is, uh, is, is practiced on a regular basis. Um, the supernatural is a very real part of their lives. And they came to my dad one time, like, "Oh, do you do you have uh, black magic? Do you have you know witchcraft in Australia?" And he's like, "Yeah, we sure do. It's just different. You know, the black mm. magic and the witchcraft that we have in here is what bombards us primarily through, through our, our entertainment. Television. Yeah, that's right. Uh, rather than rather than through um, you know people that are sitting around a campfire at midnight, you know, cooking up um, dark spells and these kinds of things. Yeah, and and we we take it as you know, frivolous and, and um, just 
uh, fake stuff and and we tend to not realize that it's actually a real thing. Uh, and, and but so many people back in, a, to in that a Western point, country though, like this. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. getting back to mm-hmm. the point of um, just uh, different advantages and different inva- disadvantages. Geographically, yes, but a lot of people can can make excuses for just you know the the different things that they've like their upbringing. You know, some people have had a Christian upbringing, and so they they have an advantage in that sense, and others. But each of us is. Our opportunities, and God is going to make sure that each of us has that opportunity. Because to, God to is not willing him. that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And and our experience will be different. Each person has a totally different experience. We are going to um, stop for a song break now, and this is Randy Travis with Jerusalem's Cry, which is a beautiful end time inspired song.
So that was Randy Travis with Jerusalem's Cry. And did you hear how very low we got in that one? Yeah, I just, just, what an amazing oh, voice. How does he, the uh, range that that guy has. Unfortunately, he doesn't have it anymore because he's had a stroke and is no longer able to sing. Yeah. But um, a beautiful, beautiful voice and um, lovely Christian man. Okay, um, we are going to go into our question of the day section. Cue of the D. Cue of the D. Oh, we got a, a clue first? Ah, oh, get back to our quiz. That's right. Mm-hmm. How come no one's called in? Come on, people. 1-800-324-843-0491-064-669. Actually, it is kind of easy, but it's also kind of not easy because, because it's of a, the book that it's yeah, Nobody ever reads of. this book. No one ever reads it. I don't know why. People consider I'm going to tell you what it's all about. And when I tell you what it's yeah. all about in a minute, you're all going to read it today. I can guarantee it. Okay, well, our next clue, before you do, um, is this book is a beautiful love song. Okay, a beautiful love song that's actually all about sexual intimacy. <gasps> you know there's a book in the Bible that's all about sex? And it's really, really <laughs> great and it shows us, you know, so Christianity has been just terrible. Historically, Christianity has had a negative attitude towards sex, which is just the worst thing ever. God created this is the most beautiful gift that uh, he's ever given to humanity outside of salvation and uh, it should be enjoyed and celebrated. And, in in uh, the marriage circle. Yeah, in the, in the marriage, in the context of marriage and it's just, um, there's a whole book about it and it's very erotic. You've got to understand, obviously, the poetic language that is there. But you'll start to read between the lines and you'll figure you, out you what is going on. You mean the poetic language like your waist is a mound of wheat encircled by lilies? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yes. Okay, maybe in today's society there might not have been quite such a politically correct thing to do. And maybe there's a few young ladies out there that wouldn't be inspired if their uh, suitor um, came out with a statement like that. But in its day, that was, um, yeah... He was commenting on how attractive he found her body. That's right. And the, the book is both a good, a good book for um, romance and understanding proper relationships, but it's also uh, a, a great book for showing what a relationship we can have with our Lord and Savior as well. Yeah. Okay. So, so the you flick, flick, question, flicking. Question of the day. Question of the day. Okay. So the question of the day is, can mm-hmm. a person... Be saved who doesn't know Jesus. Okay, who's never heard of Jesus. You know, the Bible says something interesting. There is a prophecy in the book of Zechariah chapter 13 that speaks about a group of people in heaven, so clearly they are saved, who meet Jesus in heaven. And when they come to Jesus, they ask him, how come you have wounds in your hands? Now, anyone who knows Anything about Jesus knows why he has wounds in his hands. But there in heaven is a perfect place. Nobody has a scar, nowhere, anywhere, except for this one particular uh, individual. And so they come to Jesus and like, well, hey, wait a minute, this, this, this guy's different. He has scars. Why does he have scars? And it says here in verse 6, And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in your hands? Then he will answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. And he will then go on to tell the gospel story and they will hear it for the very first time while in heaven. God is able to save anybody who follows the promptings of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit calls to all people. 
The gospel is not the only way of being saved. It is the best way of being saved, and that's why God calls us to share the gospel with them. So they can still know Jesus, even though they haven't known of Jesus. Exactly. Our next song is, um, I've thrown in a little bit of Americana here because you got me on the show today. Battle Hymn of the Republic. Mine eyes have seen the glory Of the coming of the Lord He is trampling out the vintage Where the grapes of wrath are stored He hath loosed the fateful lightning Of his terrible swift sword His truth is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah His truth is marching on In the beauty of the lilies Christ was born across the sea With the glory in His bosom That transfigures you and me As He died to make men holy Let us us make men free While God is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah His truth is marching on His truth is marching on Hi, my name is Aluka. I go to Townsville Seventh-day Adventist Church. We would love to have you join us on Saturday at 9.30 for Sabbath School Kids Program and then the main service at 10.45 a.m. For more information, Google Seventh-day Adventist Church, Townsville City.
to Sierra Hull Trust and Obey here on Faith FM and we have come to that part of the show where we get to give something away and we are not going to give a last quiz clue it's already been taken somebody already picked it up and it is gone so you weren't quick enough this morning to get that one through but needless to say um, we are uh, back on now and we have a we bo- have a, someone who just called in for the quiz so that's yeah we were just talking about that okay so, so Lolita quiz- from Victoria, thank you. Congratulations. Now, we've got a, uh, a book and to give away today. What's you want to know what the answer was? Uh, no. Why, why, why would I want that? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Tell us the answer. What was the answer? So, so she called in with the correct answer, which was the book Song of Solomon. Uh, otherwise known as Song of Songs. That's correct, yes. It actually has a few different titles. You can read it in uh, different translations, uh, the different titles for that particular book. But anyway, Song of Solomon, there it is. Great book. Go home and uh, read it, everybody. All about sexual intimacy. So there, that should be a, a good way of inspiring you to go and have a read. All right, so uh, what have we got to give away? Okay, well, I Something have, that relates to, I, I think... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I've picked it. Um, so we've picked a book called um, From Blueprint to Turnkey. To build a life. By, build a life. By Luke. I'm not sure how to Hyman. say. Hyman. Okay. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. And this this sort of tied in a little bit with some stuff we were talking about earlier with building. But this is but building. You know, you know what that title reminds sense. me of? Remember those um, shops they used to have back in the day when our kids were small um, called Build-A-Bear? They still have them. They still have them? Yes. Okay. We just don't have small kids, so they don't matter to us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, how would I know? Um, but look, the, the, the book reminds me of, uh, it says, it's built a life. Um, it reminds me of build a bear. Yeah. Well, this, I think, will be better value. I think so. Even still. I mean, I, I love build a bear. Nice it kids. was good. But this is building a strong discipleship and strong experience with with. Jesus Christ. So, um, and you know, it's good. So if you want to build um, a tiny house, you can do better. You can build a, a big life. That's right. You might not ever afford a big house, but you can build a big life. That's right. You don't, you don't need much. We've never owned a house, stuff. but we've had a big, li- we've had a big, a big that's life. Correct. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's got the, the verse on the back cover here that says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Okay, and he'll take you through the floor, he'll take you through the walls, the roof, the ceiling, every other part of how to build your life, the staircase. Everything's included there, so give us a call. 1-800-324-843. Text us on 0491-064-669 or shoot us a message on Facebook. First person through is going to get a copy of this book right here. And don't forget, if you'd like to know more about the Bible, we love to uh, set up opportunities to study people to study the Bible. We're going to have more great programming starting right now. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I same 